Hey there, welcome to the Hopeful Birth Podcast. I'm Jesse Shelto, your host for the next little bit, while we make a new friend and hear her birth stories. Birth has affected my life in profound ways, and I'm not just talking about the new little person that comes in to rock my world. Birth has shaped how I engage with my Heavenly Father, and I hope that it does the same for you. So whether you're preparing for a birth and wanting to learn more about your options from moms who have been there and done that, or are processing through a previous birth, I pray that the Father makes his heart for you and your baby evident as you listen. Now in this episode number seven, we're hearing from Ellen Sangalia. Ellen reached out to me just wanting to share her birth stories with other women. She felt that they really embodied the message of hope. And though she didn't set out to be a home birthing mama, after talking with another home birthing military family, that's actually what she ended up pursuing. She found it to be a really good option for her uh, to be able to have them know the midwife who would be with her during labor. And when her husband was deployed, they decided to hire a doula as well as her mom being present for the birth. And the doula provided even greater support for her birth. Ellen shares repeatedly how grateful she is to have set out to actually have a natural unmedicated birth. And I wanted to share just a little bit of what I read earlier this week myself along those lines of, of birth plans and hopes and gratitude. So I've been reading through the Risen Motherhood book by Emily Jensen and Laura Wilfer, Wiffler, Laura Wilfler, we'll say. And it just goes through kind of applying the gospel to different aspects of our motherhood And I finally got to the chapter on the gospel and our birth experiences, and I just wanted to share this little excerpt with you. Uh, I think that it was really helpful just to continue to walk with the Lord through uh, my birth stories and, and engaging with Him about them. So here we go. It's important to prepare and understand birth to be a good steward of our bodies and our babies, but we are not goddesses with unlimited control over our bodies, nor are we immune to the pain and hardship of a birth that doesn't go according to plan. So we must take our birth plans and stories, no matter how they turn out, and lay them at the cross. We must trust that our hopes and dreams for a perfect birth lie within a greater plan and story to redeem not only our childbirths, but all of creation. And I just really love that because I think applying the gospel to our birth is the way to ask the Lord where he was in it and to engage with him. So I encourage you, if you can check this book out from the library or find a copy from a friend, uh, to check that chapter out because it was really a good read for me. Now, back to Ellen. So even though I'm a birth geek, remember that I am not a medical professional and I cannot diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease or illness please continue seeing your medical professional and seeking their counsel for your care. But without further ado, here are Ellen's birth testimonies. Hi, Ellen. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, I'm really glad to be here. (laughs) Would you mind starting out and introducing us to your family and telling us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, I have three kids, two boys. They are three years old and six years old. And I have a little girl. She just turned one this past May. Um, and my husband is an air force veteran. He's an air traffic controller. He, um, works now at the airport here in Columbia. And, um, we have, we both met at Carolina (laughs) and, um, we moved, well, I moved out to Mississippi where he was stationed after we got married and I graduated. Um, so we lived in Mississippi and then Texas and South Carolina. And, um, we're, we're all our family is from Greenville and we're just really glad to be back here 
mm-hmm. um, in our home state. Cool. Will you share about finding out that you were pregnant with your first? Sure. Um, so we actually, we, I, we had, um, had a miscarriage actually for my very mm-hmm. first pregnancy. It was early, about as easy as that can be physically. Um, of course, emotionally, it's all, it's never easy. And, um, we had been trying for about 10 months following that. I was actually up in Greenville visiting family. He was back in Mississippi at the time when I had a suspicion. <laughs> so I took a test. My sister was with me and, um, it was positive. And, Honestly, our, I just sort of called him and told him there was not really any elaborate reveal or anything mm-hmm. like that, because I think at that point we were just so kind of over the whole, you know, we wanted to have a child, but we were not sure we were going to be able to. And we'd had months of that. So finally, it was just kind of like, yay, you know, not going to worry about planning anything. And um, I think he was kind of like, are you sure? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> So, um, that was how we found out. And, uh, thankfully that one, you know, led to a healthy baby boy. Yay. <laughs> so, That's awesome. Yeah. What was your pregnancy like with him? It was pretty easy. He, um, I think not having an, any kids yet, I was able to take care of myself mm-hmm. <laughs> better. Um, I had a little nausea, a little bit of swelling. Um, but mostly it was pretty easy with him. I, uh, took daily walks and took care of myself, ate well. Um, it definitely got harder with each pregnancy. My next two were, mm. the next one was heartburn like crazy and um, more swelling. And the third, my girl, I was nauseous all the time mm-hmm. <laughs> during my first trimester. Thankfully it abated after that, but mm-hmm. yeah, definitely, definitely got harder with each kid, but I don't know if that's so much the pregnancy or the fact that I had kids to chase around sure, <laughs> at yeah. that point. So right. did you guys have any, um, any books or resources or childbirth ed that you used with any of your pregnancies? We did. Um, I, well, to, to get pregnant, I ha- really liked taking charge of your fertility. Um, mm-hmm. That's what I had read and just combed through when we were kind of going through that. Um, and then when we got pregnant, we, I read through Ina May Gaskin's Guide to Childbirth, mm-hmm. um, which is definitely an interesting read. Um, you know, <laughs> she's very knowledgeable, very experienced, and it was very interesting um, and kind of taught me a lot of what to expect. We read um, the Bradley Method book. We uh, looked into classes for that, but weren't able to, to do it. My husband's schedule didn't allow for it, um, but that helped prepare. My husband mentioned that as his favorite thing, um, to prepare him because he kind of knew, you know, more what to expect and what I was going through when I went into labor. Um, I had one called the birth partner. Mm-hmm. Not sure how much of that my husband actually read, <laughs> but, uh, but from what I looked at, it was a good resource. Um, I think those were the main ones. And I think I had an app, you know, back we did have apps yeah. <laughs> then that kind of went through everything, kind of telling you what was happening each week. So cool. Yeah. Did you, what kind of birth were you planning for this baby? I know we plan as much as we can, but what were you right. hoping for um, with your birth? Well, I wanted to have, um, I wanted to have a natural birth. Okay. I actually ended up having planning a home birth, mm-hmm. which was something that, I became aware of that option after meeting um, 
a family who had all four of their kids at home. Um, they were also a military family. It was not something I'd ever really thought I would do until I talked to her and I said, wow, this just sounds like a great option. You know, not having to worry about when to go to the hospital, knowing who I was going to have as my, you know, not, you, you don't really have any control over that in a military setting whatsoever. I mean, I, I don't think you have a whole lot of control in the civilian world either. Because, <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, midwives, you know who you're going to get. So mm -hmm. we looked into getting a home birth midwife. And um, thankfully, I was very fortunate and blessed that I got to have my natural labor and my home birth. And um, it was definitely not easy. That one was not easy. <laughs> <laughs> I remember at one point thinking, why on earth did I do this <laughs> with my first? But, um, but thankfully, I'm, I'm happy with the outcome for sure. You kind of forget instantly once you have that baby what you just went through. <laughs> yeah, so, so true. How, how did labor with, with him start? Um, I started having contractions uh, late at night. I think it was about 11 p.m., and they were very, very small. I wasn't even 100% sure. I was 41 weeks along though, so it was kind of, you know, likely. Right. <laughs> and I just sat there and waited for each one and, uh, you know, let my husband sleep. I should have been sleeping, but first time mom, I was very excited. And <laughs> uh, so I just started with contractions. I remember I lost my mucus plug after a few hours, and that's when I was definitely sure, hey, this is, this is probably it. And, um, I was never one of those that had the dramatic water breaking at the beginning. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I'm pretty thankful for that. Cause I think that that kind of changes how labor is handled. You mm -hmm. know, um, everyone knows that you kind of can't let it go very long because my, my labor with him was pretty long. It was over 24 hours and, mm -hmm. uh, it was, uh, it was definitely the hardest one of the three. So mm -hmm. How did, how did labor progress then from just contractions kind of small and yeah, they just, um, I just started having them and they gradually got more intense. I can't really, I think it took quite a while for them to become so intense that I couldn't really do other things. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember watching a movie, I think frozen was out at the time. <laughs> I said, I'm going to watch frozen. I've not seen it yet. And, um, I do remember with him, with him, I had back labor, okay. so um, that was the worst part for sure, um, and that didn't happen, you know, until the last few hours, but that constant pressure on your tailbone is just really very painful, and it doesn't let up, mm -hmm. <laughs> and that was about when I was sitting there thinking, oh my goodness, I wish I could get an epidural right now, <laughs> I wish I could get some relief. But yeah. going to the hospital at that point, it probably would have been an option. But honestly, it probably I wasn't in any kind of danger. I was just very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and my midwife was checking, you know, on the baby frequently. And, you know, he was fine. It just was tough to get through. Yeah. How did you cope with the discomfort? I had a birth tub that um, helped a good bit. He wasn't born in the water, but I labored in the water. Um, the warm water helped. Honestly, I don't think I coped very well with it. <laughs> I complained. <laughs> um, you know, I, I just kind of had to get through it. And I, I didn't really remember the things that we read to prepare us, unfortunately. It's funny because I think in my next two labors, I, I did a lot better with that. I stayed mm -hmm. 
I stayed more calm because I think, I think often the, you get, you get kind of upset and worried because it's your first time. And I think that's what was really fighting against me being able to try to relax as much as possible as I was, you know, I didn't really, you, you've never done it before. So you're sitting there wondering if this is normal, wondering when it's going to stop, you know, wondering when you get to push because you just want it to be over. Yeah. And um, I think if I had been able to relax, I do, I did get in my bed some and try to, to breathe through, but when you're having that back labor, it's, it's not like a contraction where you get a break in between mm -hmm. them. It's just constant intense pain in your lower back and um, mm. highly do not recommend that. <laughs> if, I mean, but there's, I mean, you either have it or you don't. Um, so that I just kind of complained a lot <laughs> and did the best I could gotten that warm water and tried to find a comfortable position and just kind of, kind of got through it. Yeah. Did you experience any relief from the back labor? No, um, not really, though. I think if I'd had a doula, I would have mm -hmm. because I had a doula during the second um, labor, my second labor, and I didn't have back labor. But there's always a moment when the babe, your baby's coming down and they're passing by your tailbone that it's painful for every woman who has a baby vaginally. Um, in back labor, their head is there. They come out sunny side up, face up. So their skull is pushing on your tailbone for longer. So that's why it's so intense and constant. So, but you always have that moment or several moments, probably, it probably lasts, you know, varies how long it lasts when they're coming down. And my doula, when this was happening, just, she put counter pressure on my back that was worth mm -hmm. every penny we paid her <laughs> <laughs> because it completely took away the pain. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I feel like if I'd had a doula the first time, I probably would have had a better experience for sure. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I got through it and I was happy with the outcome. I feel like had I been in a hospital, I prob I might have been, because I ended up delivering my son um, sort of standing a little bit and hospitals don't always let you do that. Mm -hmm. And I might have ended up having a C-section because things had been going on for a long time and it might've been something where the doctors felt that was the best thing to do at that point. Whereas my midwife having a good bit of experience with natural birth knew I was okay, knew my baby was okay. Mm -hmm. So, and I, and since I was allowed to move around and do things that hospitals can't always allow because you're often, you're hooked up to an IV, they worry about you falling. I mean, unfortunately, liability of the hospital kind of plays into a lot of their policy. Um, so I, I just, I think I probably would have ended up with a C-section. So I'm thankful that I, which, you know, is not the end of the world, but it is disappointing when you're planning for a natural birth. So mm -hmm. I was thankful that I got my natural birth, but I really would have enjoyed getting there <laughs> with a little less pain. Yeah, <laughs> so for sure. But he was born while you were standing and he was, he was sunny side up as he came he out. He was. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wow. He was. Um, so my midwife called him. She asked me if I wanted to. I said, no, I just, <laughs> I am how I want to be. Just let's do this. You know. How, so, um, what was postpartum recovery like with him? Uh, with him, I tore pretty, pretty badly. So mm -hmm. I had um, 
that's a good bit of stitches. Um, even still, I think it was, it was okay. I mean, I, you know, I don't think it was any worse than what, gosh, I've, I, women who recover from C-sections, I think have it far worse. <laughs> so they're truly, truly amazing for doing that. Um, but it was, it wasn't terrible. It, you know, the stitches that it was definitely my hardest of the three, um, of the three, because I, I had such a, a significant tear. Mm. So gotcha. And then you guys relocated to South or you relocated to South Carolina, right? Yes. Prior to I your came, second. Yes. Um, I was back in South Carolina for a year, um, while my husband was overseas in Afghanistan. And, um, so I was three, well, actually we just found out we were pregnant when we moved me back and then he left about two, three months later. Wow. Um, so how did that change kind of how you were preparing for birth then with him not being there? Well, we got a doula that time. Woo-woo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My husband didn't think it was something we really needed the first time around. Um, because he felt like he could fill that role and, uh, I don't think anyone can really fill that role except a doula. <laughs> so, um, and financially, it wasn't really possible the first time around. It wasn't simply his objection. But um, the next time I, you know, since my husband was not going to be there, which we actually probably could have had him come. Um, we, we did have, he had the option to come back, but he would only be allowed a certain number of days. And since we were sitting there thinking, well, gosh, there's so much uncertainty with when I would go into labor, Mm -hmm. he could come and be waiting around for a baby and then have to leave two days after the baby came or miss it entirely. So Mm -hmm. we just said, let's plan for you to come when he's eight or nine weeks old. That was the next option. So I knew I would be doing it by myself. Of course I wasn't by myself. My mom was there. My mom was with me. Um, but I think we decided to have the doulas for the extra support and, um, that was, I think it made a, a difference for sure. Mm. So did you go into labor in a similar way this time with your second? I did. Uh, just easy contractions. Also 41 weeks. My boys were both very consistent. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I remember I had to get my two-year-old then ready to go stay with my sister. Um, so that's what I occupied myself with. And I kept busy and contractions ramped up a lot faster with him (laughs) than Mm -hmm. they did the first time. Um, In fact, it's it's possible I was in labor for longer than I even realized because those early ones, I probably just didn't even notice. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, by the time I was sure I was in labor and once again, it helped that I was 41 weeks along (laughs) a lot less guesswork (laughs) when, (laughs) you know, Um, but I remember I getting my two-year-old ready and out the door and then getting things set up and I was, I was just very busy. So I don't, I remember thinking, well, these are close together. I'd better time them. And I did. And they were about two minutes apart. Oh, wow. I can't believe I made it that long without really, you know, it was very different experience, um, from the first time where I was in so much pain leading Mm -hmm. up to that you know, as they were getting more intense. Um, I mean, the contractions were still painful, but it wasn't, it was definitely not the same. Um, so, and his just progressed really quickly. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was four, four and a half hours roughly from when I suspected I was in labor. So mm-hmm. I remember my husband, we Skyped. So he, he was able to Skype with me from the desert in Afghanistan. 
Wow. And um, I remember talking to him while I was sitting in our bathtub and I said, all right, well, I'm going to go. These are starting to speed up. So I'll, I'll let you know. I'm sure we'll be talking more. And then the next call was, hey, the baby's here. <laughs> he was surprised. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Did, so you found the water helpful with your second as well? Well, it's funny. My second and my third both were very quick like that. And with each of them, I gave birth in the water. Mm-hmm. Um, hadn't really, didn't really have a preference whether I had a water birth or not. But um, with my second, I, my doula suggested, like, hey, let's go get in the tub. It's ready, you know. And I walked in, I stepped into the tub, and my water broke, and then mm. he was crowning. <laughs> wow. So I basically had to sit down in the water and deliver him. There wasn't really any laboring that took place in the tub. Um, it was basically delivery. And my third was almost the exact same scenario. My midwife said, let's go, you go, let's go to the bathroom. Let's go empty your bladder. And on my way to the toilet, my husband's helping me. And I just said, nope. And I turned around and got in the tub and water <laughs> broke and she was coming out. Wow. So with both of them, it was a totally different, different delivery and experience um, yeah. from the first. Was recovery different than with him? Did you experience tearing again? Uh, very minor tearing with my second. Um, and the only reason is because he came out with his hand on his face. Oh. He, uh, he, he's a finger sucker. And <laughs> that hand that he still sucks on the fingers um, was in his mouth on his face. <laughs> wow. So I had a very small tear from that. Um, and then my third, I didn't tear at all with her. That's great. <laughs> and how far apart are your second and your third? Um, they are two years and about five months. Okay. So they're okay. all roughly two and a half years apart. Okay. And you, you had mentioned, I think initially that your pregnancy with her was different, that you were more nauseous. I was, I, um, I had trouble keeping my prenatals down. I mean, I had mm-hmm. to get really creative with trying to make sure I got everything I needed that first mm-hmm. trimester. Was there anything that you found during pregnancy that was helpful? Just any tips or tricks? For nausea? For nausea or just, or just any anything. Other, yeah. Um, nausea, I didn't really um, find the magic bullet. Often I just, my technique was just, I'm just going to go throw up. And usually once I did, I felt good enough to eat something. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds miserable. I know. Yeah. Um, my husband, I remember with her, I couldn't stand the smell of coffee, which was mm. a rough one. Because I had to ask my husband, I was like, you got to just buy it on your way to work because I can't. <laughs> As soon as I come out of the bedroom, it's, I, you know, it sends me to the bathroom, but, um, I had heartburn with my second that was pretty significant and, uh, peppermint oil did help a little bit Mm -hmm. drinking a glass of milk. That was often what I ended up doing with him. Mm -hmm. I I remember doing that before bed because it's really hard to sleep with the heartburn. So don't know if that's the recommended thing, but that's what worked for me. Yeah, that's great. And how did you, how did your labor start with your daughter? Uh, I think I woke up at about four in the morning with her and felt like I might've been having a contraction, Mm -hmm. went to the bathroom and my mucus plug came out, was coming out. So, um, and she was 40 weeks and one day. So um, she didn't, wasn't quite as a hundred percent sure, but still. Um, when I saw my mucus plug, I was sure. <laughs> mm. And it was similar. I, I actually had the sense. I said, I'm going back to bed for as long as I can. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
and um, I was able to sleep a little bit more. And then I got up that morning and um, I told my mom, you know, and, and it's very similar to my second where I just, I ate breakfast. I kind of got the boys packed up because they were going with my parents um, to my uncle's house during late while I was in labor. I had to call my sister who was, it was so funny. She had been waiting around at our house because she wanted to be there for this one. She had missed the other two. And um, she actually had been at our house for about two weeks. <laughs> Even though I told her, I said, I usually go at least to 40 weeks, you know. And she had actually driven back to Greenville that morning um, thinking, you know, uh, I've waited all this time. I have to go back to work on Monday. She went back, I think, to take care of some stuff at her house. And I called her and said, I'm in labor. <laughs> you need to come back. <laughs> so she did. She got in the car and came straight back. And um, I think my daughter was born about 20 minutes after she got back. So that was wow. almost two hours there. Okay. From um, So, and she got there in time. <laughs> but wow. my midwife thinks that that was, I was waiting for her. And she may have been right. I mean, I might have not relaxed quite enough for everything to progressed to that mm -hmm. point um, until she got there because I wanted her to get to be there. So yeah. did you experience back labor with with her as well? No, um, I did not have it with the second two. I don't know if it was just second and third babies versus first or with both of them. I went to the chiropractor oh, during okay. my my pregnancies. And I I, you know, I, I'd heard that that really helps keep your baby in position mm -hmm. where they aren't going to come out with their face up where their head is, you know, pushing against your tailbone. And, um, so I'm two for two, <laughs> no back labor when the chiropractor was involved. So, um, mm -hmm. and I, I also believe it probably helped with my labors being so easy for the mm -hmm. next two, um, mm -hmm. I have some friends who've had similar experiences. So with, yeah. with the chiropractor really helping with their birth. Mm -hmm. So you, did you also have a birthing tub with her? I did. Mm -hmm. Okay. And she was born in it as well. Okay. Similar to my second child. Yeah. So you, you said you made it back just in time, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so I had to sit down to have them in the water, yeah. um, which I don't, I don't think it would have been a, necessary that I'd be in the water, except that you don't really want to have a baby over water. It's fine to birth them under the water, but once they've hit the air, you don't put them back in, <laughs> you know, so yeah. that way they, you know, were caught appropriately and everything. So that's why it was kind of a rush to sit down in that water <laughs> yeah. so that they, um, you know, came out under the water. <laughs> For sure. What was the pushing stage like with your second and your third? It was very, um, it was zero with my third. She came out, um, both her and my first went, once they came out, they didn't deliver head first and then body next. They just both came out all at once, wow. which was kind of unpleasant actually, but at least you get it over with. <laughs> um, my second, he was my biggest one and his head delivered. I think his shoulder might've been stuck a little bit. It's funny that I don't know entirely. I mean, you're, you're very out of it when you're doing this, you're not really all there. I remember my midwife, she said his hand was on it in his, you know, on his face. And I think she had to turn him just a little bit, but 
but then I just next contraction I just pushed him out the rest of the way and mm-hmm. that was pretty much the extent of it they were both entirely different from the first time where I think honestly the first time I was only pushing for about 20 minutes um oh, wow. so that was even that was not nearly as much work as what I hear some women go through who are yeah. pushing for hours you mm-hmm. know and um I was pushing with him I was on my bed kind of in the position you would be in a hospital bed. And I remember feeling him kind of coming out and then going back in and I'd push really hard and he'd go back in. (laughs) That was the worst, most frustrating feeling in the world. So that's when my midwife said, let's stand up, let's try something different. And then Mm -hmm. he came out. So I just needed gravity on my side, I guess. Um, Really. It's such a simple thing. Mm -hmm. So helpful. Did you have a good recovery with your daughter? I did. Yeah. Um, pretty easy. I didn't have to get any stitches. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, you know, you always have a few weeks. Um, I think actually about three days in, I got um, a little ambitious and vacuumed the living room and ended up <laughs> really <laughs> sore. <laughs> Went back to bed. Um, so you have days where you feel like you can get back to normal and then you realize you really should be taking it easy like they mm-hmm. tell you to do. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Could I ask you a question that we didn't prepare for? Sure. How did you and your husband kind of determine what was right for you guys as far as having your children with you or not with you during the home birth planning as you guys were preparing for home birth? Um, Well, for the first one where we had our oldest, since my husband wasn't going to be there, Mm -hmm. I just said, you know, I think I need to make sure we don't have any any issues. Plus I was preparing for another marathon birth. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so I was sitting here thinking he does not need to be at the house. It could stress me out. It could very likely, he he will definitely be stressed out with his mom going through this, you know, and, Mm -hmm. um, and he was only two. I mean, I think I have seen parents who've kept their kids that young around. My friends did who had the home births. One thing at play is they were in a two story house so they could completely put their kids on one story and keep Mm -hmm. them, you know, I didn't have that option. We were in a um, one story. So I was just, I didn't think that that was really feasible with that one. Um, The second one, honestly, my parents were getting them loaded in the car about 20 minutes before I delivered my daughter. (laughs) They probably could have just stayed at the house because it went so smoothly. Um, But they had been promised a pool day at the lake with my uncle and aunt. So we kind of figured anyway, you cut it, they're going to want to go do that. For <laughs> so sure. I did call, I was not opposed to letting them stay, but my husband was worried that it would be too much for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and had things not gone well, it very well could have been. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we, we recognize that there is a level of risk with a home birth of, if something goes wrong, it's, you know, a mad dash to the hospital and, you know, you don't really want to be trying to figure out what to do with your two and uh, four year old at that point. So um, we, we opted for making sure that it was just all about the birth and not them, uh, you know, how they were, what they, they were taken care of and we could be uh, calm and, and know that that was the case and not have to worry about them at all. Cool. Cool. Thank you for answering that. Oh, sure. I appreciate that. Um, do you have any encouragement for women? Um, I know 
home birth particularly is something you're really passionate about. Do you have any encouragement for women who may never have considered home birth before or playing with the idea of it now for pregnancy? Yeah, I mean, I think there are more women, you know, considering it right now with the current um, situation with the pandemic. And uh, I think you just really have to trust that your body knows what to do. Now, there are always situations where, you know, thank God we have modern medicine, but I think there are times when, um, you know, you're so afraid of it that it almost makes it where you can't do it, you know, without a bunch of help. And I had this very pragmatic view of giving birth growing up. And I think it helped me too, of sort of like, well, if I want to have kids, at least biologically, um, I'm just going to have to do it. <laughs> there's no way around it. So there's no, you know, it doesn't make sense to fear it. Um, and I, I guess I'm lucky to have had that mindset because I think um, that's just something that was a gift that I was given. It wasn't something I had to train myself to think about in that way. Mm-hmm. So I can't really, I don't know if you really can train yourself to think about it in that way, but if you can, I think if you can remove the fear of birth in general, then the idea of doing it at home is really not so bizarre. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you figure you are comfortable. You get to be in your own home. You don't have to worry about when to go to the hospital. You aren't going, you can control how warm it is, how cool it is. You can control whether the lights are on. I mean, midwi- the midwives do need to have what they need to make sure everybody's safe. Mm-hmm. But it's so, it really revolves around the mom in a way that I think is kind of impossible to do in the hospital. Um, I, I have heard some very positive stories about hospitals who achieve that as much as they can. Mm-hmm. But the level of control over everything and just, you're very unlikely to have someone, well, you're almost, it's almost impossible that someone you don't know is going to walk in the room when you're at home, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. and. Uh, I just, I, I think that if you just know what your body can do, um, and of course you want a midwife who you always want to talk to them about what happens if something goes wrong, you know, mm-hmm. and um, they, they have a plan, <laughs> you know, they, they do and they, and they know how to handle it and they know how to recognize it before it's too late. Um, you know, I would say 99% of the time. Um, and, and the situations that they can't handle are often situations that a hospital can't even do very much about. Um, mm-hmm. Like, a, I think the one, my midwife for the first had us research compl- common complications and not so common, just complications that arise. And the only one that was something that you can't really handle out of the home um, is a placental abruption. Mm-hmm. And that often can be tragic in a hospital setting, you know, Mm -hmm. I remember her telling us, you know, the difference is you are minutes from an OR versus seconds from an OR Mm -hmm. and you have to, you know, that is the risk Mm -hmm. of having them at home. But, you know, she wanted us to be educated in, in the risks, but they really are not much greater than what you would have at a hospital at all. Mm -hmm. Um, That's that specific example I gave is kind of the only really the only one, as long as you're in the hands of someone who is trained and knows when to call for help. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, 
it's really pretty safe. In fact, I've read some studies that um, indicate that for low-risk pregnancies, there's no difference in the safety mm-hmm. versus having having a baby at home versus being in the hospital. Mm-hmm. If you're not low-risk, you should have your baby at the hospital, <laughs> and sure. midwives will tell you that. So as long as you're low-risk, it can be just a really great experience. Um, so Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to share your birth stories with us. Sure. I Um, really love, you know, kind of love talking about it because I've been so, so fortunate. (laughs) mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you have any, just before we wrap up, do you have any tips or encouragement for mamas who are either pregnant or maybe processing through a birth or even just thinking about considering um, pregnancy? Well, I I think just giving ourselves grace because... Mm -hmm. Sometimes I was, I've been so lucky that things have gone the way I wanted them to, but that doesn't always happen. And I don't know a single mom out there who makes decisions for her birth or her children in general that aren't her trying to do the best thing for her baby, her children, you know, Mm -hmm. and sometimes you're presented with decisions that you make the best one you can in that moment with the information you have. And you do, you have to give yourself grace if you went through something that ended up not being what you wanted. And, um, you know, and just, and trusting that you're built to do it. (laughs) You know, there are situations where women, some women, those are the ones where modern medicine is a wonderful thing because those women get to have babies that might not have survived and they survive labors that they might not have survived. Mm -hmm. But, um, I think most of the time that's not the case and your body knows exactly what to do and just trusting that can really help um, let you have a better experience wherever you choose to do it. Mm. So, and it doesn't matter how you have a baby. (laughs) It's, it's always incredible what a woman Mm. goes through. I mean, I personally think I had it easier than moms who did have the C-section because that Mm. is, that is something just, <laughs> you know, the recovery's harder. It's just, it's less, you know, it's more traumatic to your body than, than having a, a baby vaginally. So mm-hmm. any way you do it, it's, it's an incredible thing that women can do. So thank you so much, Ellen. <laughs> thank you for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey friends, thanks for joining me today. To stay up to date on the podcast, like me on Facebook at Hopeful Birth and follow me on Instagram at Hopeful Birth Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast platform you use. And don't forget to check out my website at hopefulbirth.com where if you're interested, you can make a request to share your birth story on a future episode. And if you're a doula, a midwife, or another birth worker and would like to be featured in our Meet the Birth Worker segment, please reach out to me on my website on the contact page and we can see about partnering on a future episode. Thanks so much for listening. Mm